Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hopefully, I get an opportunity to go lots of ham. That hit a giant! That hit a giant! No. I don't know what the hell they're doing here. Ladies and gentlemen. Touchdown! Michael Urban! Prepare yourselves. Move over, sweetness! Make a place for Evan! For sham goes ham. All right. So we started off Cowboys first drive, three plays in, and they're moving the ball down the field. Here's the fourth play of their first drive, though. Oh, no. Prescott on the play fake, throws down the middle. The ball's tipped and intercepted at the 15-yard line by Jair Alexander out of the hands of Cooper. That was a completion. That was right on the money for Cooper, and it went in and out of his hands. So disappointing and such, you know, that was the equivalent yesterday. Obviously, each game's different, but that was the equivalent to missing the Randall Cobb touchdown the week before where you go, man, what a different set of circumstances and the way everything unfolds after that. That's not only an interception, a little bit, I mean, he should have made the catch, but a little bit more in front of him, it's an easy touchdown. Did you guys see the safety was running completely towards the sideline? Yeah, it was not It was not a good pass, but it was catchable. Yep. I mean, God, he got all 10 fingerprints on that football. You, you take remember? that thing to the CSI lab, all 10 prints are on it. <laughs> he knows he should have caught it, but also any good quarterback would know that that ball was behind him. They, if he leads him a little bit, it's a touchdown. But it's just that's kind of the way things are going for the Cowboys yeah. right now. Any tiny mistake is magnified and blows up in their face. I don't sit there and blame that all on Dak, and uh, if anything, the majority of that is is on Cooper for not catching it. Remember on Friday, Broadus talked about the scissors route combination. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Friday at one o'clock with Broadus. Yeah, that was shocking. the scissors. So uh, Cooper breaking in, Cobb breaking out. When Cobb broke, the Packers safety Darnell Savage went with it, and that's Dude. why that that that, that whole uh, concept is designed on if they have that look. The safety will pick which one he takes, and he throw it to the other one. Why is so the they, safety? All the decisions were made. Yeah, and can I ask you this? Why is the safety going? Oh, I better go take care of this out route that'll give up a first down, as opposed to leave the field wide open for the touchdown over here. He's a rookie. It's a bad decision. Um, the Cowboys did not take advantage of it, and that is a huge shift in that. Game. But the concept was good. Yeah, and that's what I like. The, the fears about the conservative offense were not there yesterday. I didn't think once about it because no. things were moving fine. Uh, now, next drive, though, 7-0. And then, man, Jared Alexander, we talk about him being one of the, the better cornerbacks in the game. We'll watch him get routed up by Amari Cooper. Fakes right. Deep down the right side, he's got Cooper all alone. To the 40. Amari Cooper stumbled in the run and then regathered himself and crossed the Green Bay 35 before Jair Alexander got him after a gain of 46 yards. Now, there were people going, man, if Cooper would have not stumbled, then that's a touchdown. And A, that's true. But B, Amari Cooper's the last guy. I mean, I, I think that the mistake in the first interception, the homie had 225 yards 
And after the game, it was like, all I can think about is that interception. Mm. Like the first play. So I'm not mad at Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper bowled out yesterday against a really good player. People are mad that he stumbled? Or? Yeah, there are people telling me, like, that's touchdown if he doesn't fall down. And it would have been. It's yeah. just, but it's it's also still a huge gain. Right. 46 yards, and the route was so good. It was great. Oh, oh yeah. Why were they insisting on covering him one-on-one? That's what the Packers do, though. They'll, they, they're they okay. I was saying, the, most defenses are like, hey, we'll go with the big play. The Packers are okay with it. They they take a lot of chances like that. And that's just how they've been for the last few years. Uh, so it's 7 up. The Packers end up getting the ball back, and then they would score here. But I thought this was funny from Brad. Graham, the tight end, comes to the left. Rodgers in the gun, inside handoff, up the middle. It is Jones pushing, touchdown, Green Bay. And just so you know, the Cowboys' game plan was to spot the Packers a two-touchdown lead in the first quarter and then get the game going. Well, they've executed it perfectly. <laughs> it sounded like such a uh, SNL bit just to, uh, to announcers. Well, they've executed it perfectly. <laughs> Doing bits out there. I really thought that was good. I, I still am sort of in shock. You know, we were talking about um, Aaron Rodgers' numbers yesterday going, well, these aren't the numbers that he normally beats you with. He didn't have to have touchdown numbers. That dude had four of them. Aaron Jones four. was beasting yesterday, man. Dude, <laughs> Did I have this right? The previous two weeks, he had 40 yards on 23 carries. Mm-hmm. That's probably combined. About right. Yeah, combined. Yeah, and he did that to the to the Cowboys yesterday. Ran all over them. Um, then the Cowboys get it back, 14 nothing. They're driving. They're in Packers territory. They can make it 14 seven if they score. But this happened. Play action. Prescott all day. Over the middle, and that ball's intercepted. It is picked off at the 23-yard line on a badly thrown ball. And the Packers have their second interception of the day. They're going to call the entire team over to take a a selfie in the end zone. Shandon Sullivan. Is this the one where the dude jumped up and grabbed it and Dak thought they were in a man and they were in a zone? They were in a zone, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that that one is, uh, I mean, I think the one in the end zone that actually got reversed is probably the worst. And then this is the second worst because this is just not reading the right coverage and that happens. And you know what's really disappointing about it? They sent a guy in motion and no one went with him. You're supposed to know immediately. That's like high school quarterback stuff. You're supposed to know immediately that it's not man. Nobody went with him. Yeah. You know, another thing, too, on that play is that Cam Fleming held up on Zedaria Smith. As Brad said, the cut deck had time. Uh, I was watching that play. I was watching Cam Fleming specifically, and he held up nicely. And Dak had a pocket to throw and just he just didn't see him. And Shannon Sullivan's a guy I'd never heard of. So um, There was you know, a Packer you'd never heard of? I think the Packers went to Walmart and <laughs> bought a couple guys before – for the game, Shannon Sullivan, I'd never heard of. That's a great old dad joke. Play. That's a great old dad joke from the nineties. You can't just go down to Walmart and get a quarterback. <laughs> um, so now it's uh, seventeen nothing after the Packers kick a field goal, and here's the commentary from Brad Sham. Uh, my guess is they're going to figure out a way somehow. Screen, whatever it is, just let's run ball. a let's run a toss left, <laughs> throw back right, no, and I don't see think if we're anybody. Doing that. See anybody. Austin what is. the hell? It's seventeen to nothing. What do you got to lose? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh man! I mean, little did they know that it would get a lot worse than that. Um, so it's seventeen nothing. Fourth and five before the half. What were you guys thinking? Fourth and five. Forty seconds left. When they had the decision to bring on Maher for the 54-yard field goal, what was y'all's thoughts? Um, I was, I hadn't yet really activated the part of my brain where I was really worried about kicking. The second that that 
field goal flailed. I was like, ah, oh, crap. Rodgers is about to go get three more. That was actually a pretty great stand by the defense to not give them three more points. Yeah. Well, I wasn't you- second-guessing that. I mean, I was – I. Yeah. Rather than go for fourth and five, I thought that was well within his range. Get the three, so, you get the ball back, score, and then suddenly you're down one touchdown midway through the third quarter. So it's easy to think about a certain way now that you know the outcome, but I'm yeah. going to be honest. What I was thinking in my head was, no, no, go for it. Go for because, it on fourth and five? And here's why I was thinking this. It was 17 at the Garrett was thinking three, and we get the ball first out of the half, 10. Right. Yeah. Here's what I was thinking. There's 50 seconds left. If you kick it, you are choosing to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers. If you miss. That's what I was thinking in my head. Oh, oh, I was more concerned about giving the ball to Rodgers at midfield. I was more concerned about giving him the ball at all. At all. I get so that. So I was saying fourth and five, then it's in my control. Either I, I get it or I don't. But if you, KT, if you don't pick up fourth and five, you're giving him the ball no, back No, I too. know. It's all the same odds. I know, but I could. Well, it's not really because. You wanted to punt? It's a, if, I'm, if I'm choosing to kick, no, I wanted to go for it. I wanted to go for it. On fourth and five. Then it's the same odds it's as the field same goal. Same thing, yeah. It's not it's really not. You either though. make the field goal no, and give not. it to him there, or you don't it's pick up fourth and one, five and give it to him there. 100% odds that you're giving the ball back to the Packers. 100% with 50 seconds left. I see what you're saying. It's 50% odds that you're giving the ball back to Packers if you go for it on fourth and five. No, I do see what you're but saying. But Garrett's thought I don't was, agree with it, but I see Garrett's what you're saying. Garrett's thought was 17-3, and then, you know, Me get too. the ball back out of the half. Yes. Uh, but I was thinking, man, they should probably, they should go. I did not want him getting the ball back for the half. That's what I was thinking. Uh, and then here's what happened with the 54-yard field goal. Good snap and hold. 54, plenty of leg. 54 is no good wide to the right. And his two misses this year are that one and a 55-yarder that hit the upright. He's, again, on these kicks, plenty of leg. He's just not accurate, man. He's yeah. getting it there with no problem. You're indoors. You probably watched him boot a bunch of those you know, pregame, looking, feeling fine about it. But I am now officially in panic mode Dude, on their field goal situation. We sat there and watched Mar kick at camp, and it was even the ones he made were so sketchy. It was very sketchy. Like it was, he was hitting curveballs. He was popping them through the uprights, and you'd see the beat writers, "Well, he's four for five today." And you're like, "Well, two of those four were real shaky." <laughs> Uh, it's been a problem. All I mean, they've they've known about it. They've known it's been a problem for a while, and they haven't addressed it. And then yesterday, it bit him in the butt. The one for me was the open practice at the Star, yeah, at that Ford Center, and we were kind of watching. And he was the only guy on the field. And it's like, man, none of these are going right down the middle. Some of these should be going right down the middle, right? He fell down on three of them. Um, so now let's uh, let's hear how the flag controversy kind of played out on the air live. This is about a minute, but this is Brad Babe and Christie kind of walking through what was going on, and man, did Brad have a hot opinion. Throw the second flag there, Coach Redball, and there's a penalty flag. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm wondering what that flag was for. Christie. Yeah, I believe side judge Scott here in the third quarter had come down the side, moving back. Ah. That's when the Packers were in the zone. He was in the far corner of the end zone and literally coming. Challenge flag. And I mean slammed it into the ground. He didn't like the way he threw the red flag? No. Bogus. Fake fake news. This is absolutely like a baseball argument. And then the guy comes and you're out. And that flag was thrown in retaliation for something Garrett said that that I don't think he liked the way he literally threw the spiked the flag. Yeah, it wasn't just a toss out; well, like it spiked. You it. know, tough snowflake. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you didn't that's like what it, he said, that's come on. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. No, I don't either, and that's bad officiating, in my opinion. If you if you throw a flag for 15 yards because you don't like what the coach said to you, no, that's that is over officious jerk officiating, in my opinion. 
Wow. I couldn't believe it. it. You know, and you saw that earlier he had said to Garrett, he came over there. So if you don't like it, challenge the play. Remember that? Yeah. He had that same referee. And so he was getting into it with Garrett throughout the day. Garrett hated the fact that, you know, they needed to review that catch. But I couldn't believe it. Like, I after I watched it in real time, and Amari Cooper was kind of calmly going, hey, challenge it. I caught it. And I'm thinking, no, you didn't, dude. You didn't catch that. And then watching the replay, I'll be damned he did. Phenomenal. But I don't know how anybody with the naked eye could have seen that. And so I don't think it was out. It was crazy that, you know, well, I don't do you- think it was crazy that they called it that way. But Garrett was obviously upset because he didn't want to have to use it on that, right? He was upset because he had already blown a challenge. Yeah. That was his last challenge. That's on him. Dude, I told you guys this earlier. I'm in a bar full of drunk people that are all like, no, who's telling you to challenge this? Yeah. Do not challenge the this. Ref, dude, dude on, they showed on the TV broadcast, if you saw it, you could, li- you could rip le- uh, lip read, uh, not rip read, but lip read. Then the ref said um, he, didn't turn, he didn't play the ball. He didn't play the ball, but throw the flag if you want. He basically, you could read it. He said, "Throw the flag if you want," but he didn't play the ball. You could see it. That's part of that throwing they, that flag. Told him not to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm saying Garrett's mad that he he put himself in that bad position. It's just yeah. standard game management, Garrett. But like crap you know, that we've like done a, for ten years. If you go to a casino and you're playing blackjack, and uh, you know you can maybe he's, oh I don't know if I get hit, and they go well they might sometimes help you out. They might say mm-hmm. you should hit here mm-hmm. or not, or here's what the odds say, or something like right. that. But the ref was telling him, he was basically doing that like a blackjack dealer would, right. would help you out at a casino, basically saying, don't challenge it. He basically told him not to do it. You can do he the dumb thing. He didn't play the ball, coach. You, you can do the dumb thing if you want, coach. Go ahead. We're not going to stop you from doing the dumb thing. Oh, wow. Guess what? It became a problem later in the game. Go figure. Then you could have challenged the Kevin King, yes. Michael Gallup play. Yes. Uh, let's hustle and play the final missed field goal by Maher. On the right hash. Kicks away. He missed it to the right. And the roar you hear is from the Legion of Packer fans who realize that might have done it. Boy, this ball was right and stayed right, and, and the right and, hash has and, been his bugaboo. And, and, and the one he missed earlier, the long one, was right and stayed right. By the way, did we re- are we really the team that's going to get a false start after a timeout? Stop the clock. Xavier I mean, what? Tough. Come on. God, there's so many reasons we lost that game. So many reasons. Yeah, but you need your kicker to make make the 33-yard kick. Agreed. There's, you know, you got to have that kick. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.